Hi everyone, this is Dave Newbert, Marketing Director for Eagle Eye Power Solutions, and welcome to our podcast, DC Power Hour, the show where we will discuss everything related to, you guessed it, critical DC power solutions. So charge up, power on, or do whatever it takes to get yourself excited for the episode of DC Power Hour. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of DC Power Hour. Got a very special guest here with us today. We've got Chad, the load bank killer, Tech Miller. Did I pronounce that right? You did, Tech Miller. Yep. I meant load bank killer. Yeah, load yeah bank that's pretty good. That's it. All <laughs> yeah. right, all right, got it. LBK for sure. LBK, awesome. <laughs> well, Chad here is our inside sales load bank guru. He's he's been on board here for a couple of years now, and he's already up to speed with all the technical, well, probably not. He'll probably be the first to tell you there's a lot to these load banks and there's a lot of technical information, but um, he's absorbing a lot of it and and he's on the front lines every day working with customers and uh, really got a a really good understanding now of, of the load bank offering that we have and kind of what the, the demands and the applications are out there in the, in the market. So just wanted to have Chad on board here and get his perspective on load banks. I have a lot of questions <laughs> because, because I, I really don't know a lot. I know enough to, I guess, market them, but I, I thought this would be informative for myself and for other people out there like me who probably have a, a lot of questions themselves. So here we go. 20 uh, questions with Chad and, All right. and we're going to, we're going to see where this takes us, but so what is the overall functionality of a load bank? What do these things do? So basically in short terms, it's a device used to test performance of different type of power supply equipment or, you know, your batteries, your UPS systems, your generators. That's all it's really doing. It's make, making sure that that device is outputting at the proper uh, power requirements that you need. That's all it's really doing. That's great. So what are some of the the different products that we offer that maybe do some of that functionality that you're talking about? What are the the range of models and things that we offer? So we have both AC and DC, AC single phase and three phase, also resistive, resistive reactive. We can also have outdoor units. We also have rack mount units for inside of telecom, you know, data centers, things like that. Then on the DC side, we have more kind of straightforward, constant current, or non-constant current units. Those are a little more easier to configure for a customer. AC is a little more involved, but both we have a pretty wide variety of both for our customers. That's awesome. So a lot of different terms flying around there. And so let's start with the, the basic ones. What's the difference between the AC and the DC models? So basically is what type of product that you're going to be testing on. So like batteries, for instance, are DC. So you're going to need a DC load bank to test that. Um, some UPS systems can be both. You can use either way or or gen sets. Mostly, you know, people are looking for DC type things. So so it really, it really matters on the type of application that you're using it on to choose whether to go with an AC or DC unit. Okay. Yeah. And kind of getting into my next question, but I see that we've We've had a lot of leads that come in, I see from the marketing side for AC applications. A lot of them are maybe data centers. Is that correct? A lot of data centers, a lot of gen- generator people use AC too, they, and UPS systems as well. But a lot a lot of data centers use them. 
like I said, we even have the rack mount ones that can go in those. A lot of times they're looking for like a heat control too, which our, our units can do a little bit, but not, that's not like their main focus point. So, but generators, I would say the most on the AC side and data centers for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then DC applications, more of those battery related applications. Batteries for sure. Telecom, any kind of UPS motive, you know, your forklift batteries and things like that. And also EV is big now too. So chargers and lithium batteries, those types of things. Okay, great. And so what are the most common requests that you're getting? Is it all over the board or do you kind of get a, a majority of requests, more AC or DC or, you know, specific applications? I'd say the majority of the requests I get are either customers looking for something in a three-phase AC unit or a multi-volt DC unit so they could test like 48 volt and 120 volt at say 200 amps or 300 amps, whatever it might be. Those are the most common ones. I wouldn't say it really is a narrow, like there's not probably like one that's like the majority of the line requests that are coming in are for that application, but it's pretty, pretty common for those two gen sets and guest systems. So my next question the way I understand it, I know that like like you said, we the load banks are used to test the load, and that's really the best way to really evaluate whether or not um, a system can can handle a, a certain amount of power, a certain load. What about discharge testing? Do you get a, a lot of requests? Is that what load banks are used for a lot for discharging, testing yeah, batteries and yeah, things like that? Definitely. They basically, like you said, they simulate an electrical load on their piece of equipment that whatever they hook it up to, it gives you some real-time feedback and information on how your device is performing, whether it's up to code or not. Like Especially on batteries, if your batteries are failing, this will give you kind of an idea of maybe your string might not be performing up to its capabilities because one cell in that string of batteries might be not performing to what it should be. So Yeah, and that's what I understand too, is that the only true measure of whether or not a, a battery is failing or it's not at the level that it should be is through a discharge test. Right. Uh, so obviously load banks are very important in that, in that equation. Right. All right. So now into some more of the nitty gritty of some of these terms, what the heck is the difference between a constant contact and a non-constant current, oh, current constant, constant current, current and non yes, constant current. current. So yeah. basically constant current kind of does what it says. It's going to feed uh, that load into that, whatever device, at a constant rate. Whereas a non-constant current is gonna be used for more, if you need to change the load levels during the test to make sure that the response time and everything is right. A lot of people use these as kind of like a power supply, uh, especially on like the generators. That's a big thing that's easier to do it with a constant power, non-constant current unit than a constant current unit. Got it. Yeah, so that's basically really the only difference. And it keeps and a constant current unit keeps the load level fixed. So whereas a non-current current, you can have it adjustable. So okay, it gives you a little more flexibility, right? The non-constant current. Right. Yeah, constant contact. I'm definitely a marketing guy. That's <laughs> email platform. <laughs> 
All right. And what is the difference between reactive and resistive? And isn't there a combination of them? There is. There's a reactive resistive unit yeah. as well. Yeah. So, see, that's why the but, AC is a little more tricky. It's because there's different ways you can go with this. So a resistive is is purely like a pure power load. Um, they're going to test and evaluate the capacity and performance of the power source, especially batteries, like we were saying. And it's going to be under constant power loads. Reactive load is going to test and evaluate like the real power is kilowatts versus the reactive components inside the unit in kilovolt amps. Lots of generators use these, like I said. So that's really the main the main difference. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, and I'm glad you're selling that because I, I still don't really know. Yeah, it's really it's really how you talk to the customer and get a true feel for what they really need to do with their piece of equipment. Batteries are a little more straightforward. Gen sets, UPS, they're a little more tricky, especially with AC units. So okay. Yeah. What does D rating mean? So D rating is you'll see it more common on the, the DC side where you can test at a little bit lower levels than the unit is made for. So like they'll have a max amp, max volt rating, but you can derate down if you need to test at a lower level. So say, say you wanted to test at say 36 volts, but you wanted to then test drop down to say 28 volts. You'd be able to do that with, with some of the DC models. Not everyone can do it, but some of them can. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that's another that's another feature that can be custom, or is it pretty much is it standard on some of our DC models that we offer? Yeah, it's standard on on some of them. Some of them, based on the resistor technology that's inside of them, can't. Some of our are only, especially like in the SLB series, which I can talk touch base on. I think I even mentioned it in one of our the learning our line videos. The SLB uses a little bit different resistor in it, so it can't derate, whereas the LB series uses a different one that it can derate on most of their models. Well, a lot of them are standards and customs too. We can certainly, we certainly do those as well. So got it. Okay. And what's a DAC? What's a DAC? So the DAC, the DAC is on our SLB DC low banks. It stands for data acquisition case. So basically what that does is allows you to record the data of each cell as you're doing a discharge test. So these are mainly going to be used on batteries. It'll work on your standard lead acid. It'll start work on NICADs. It will work a little bit on lithium ion, but not quite as well. You'll you'll get a little bit funky readings with that. But I know we, we're working on coming up with a lithium ion solution because it's 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 getting out there with EV especially. So Basically, it'll give you that that information in real time as you're doing the test, and then it transfers, in the case of the SLB, it'll transfer that information wirelessly to the load bank. And then from there, you can download that, that data through a USB, USB or download it directly onto your laptop, and then you can generate that data into reports, graphs, charts, whatever you might, might need to be. And there's where you'll see if you have any of your cells that are failing. That's where you'll catch some of those that data in those reports. So it's it really allows you to 
then monitor each of the cells or, mm-hmm. or get the measurement on each of the cells right, individually. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So both of our, both of our DC units have that capability. The SLB just does it wirelessly where the LB series is all a wired tra- transmission of the data, but they both basically do the kind of the same thing. Got it. So just kind of talking about the different features and functionality. And so what are some of those custom options that that we do offer on our models? A lot of it is to do with if the power requirement is higher that we have for standard products. So they're typically our units are rated up to 480 volts. If they need it more, like 800 volts or 1,000 volts, that's where we get into custom units. And we have a great team that works. we work with on coming up with great custom solutions. Other things are like outdoor rated units, because these are typically going to be used indoors, but we do also can come up with ideas for outdoor products. Um, also, some of large, like trailer-sized low banks too, like just behemoths, like, mm-hmm. so... So yeah, we got a lot of options. It's all up to the customer, you know, what they need. We we see if we can come up with a, a right solution for them. Um, yeah, that that's awesome. I mean, for just from my perspective too, I I see a lot of some of the larger load banks even here in our warehouse, which is it's pretty cool to see how large they can be. And then from a marketing standpoint, I know that we were we were really excited about like you said, working with some of these manufacturing partners and the lead times that we offer. And so I guess this isn't really a question, but really from a marketing standpoint, can you speak to even on a custom model, what is a general lead time of some of a product like that? Even on like a really highly complicated custom unit, they're about 10 weeks to be built. So that's 10, 11 weeks. That's not terrible. No, we're, we're not experiencing any material shortages from our supplier. They haven't given us any indication. So, and any issues. So even with that, we're, we're well leading the industry in lead times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very good. And obviously that's really important to customers that need to get a product within three months time. mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on here then. What is the largest one that you've ever sold and what was the application? Well, we've got a couple. One, well, these are both like 20-foot trailer-sized units, both outdoor, highly customized units. One is for the University of California at San Diego that they basically kind of redesigned their whole grid around. <laughs> and then another one is for a, one of my a diesel generator customers up in Alaska. So yeah. yeah, really rugged environment that these are going to be going into. So it was a really unique application and, you know, make sure we have the right kind of components in there that won't freeze. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, so, but they've been more than happy with it. And we've had a few some, little bit smaller ones that go to like military bases and things like that. So you probably were talking about one earlier that was, out in the warehouse not that long ago was like i forget like eight feet high it was huge that went yeah. to a military place military base out in new hampshire or yeah Vermont or something like that yeah. so yeah cool yeah it's it's amazing to see the range of sizes and the range of applications for all of these and all the different 
customers that you've worked with? I mean, from all, like you said, from EV charging companies to military to uh, a university, I mean, and, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. What's the most bizarre application that someone has asked about? Because I know you get you get some really interesting applications too. Yeah. A couple that come to mind was there was one company that reached out that they use drones to wash windows on buildings. <laughs> so they have chargers for these drones. So they wanted to make sure that they had those chargers up and running fully functional all day long as they're using these drones to wash windows at. It's really neat. They just like hooked up the holes to it and ran these things up and down buildings and wash windows cool. with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, very cool. Another one that really kind of blew my mind because it happened twice was we were contacted by customers that convert petrol engines over to EV engines. That's right. I remember you talking. Yeah. About and I'm like, yeah. who does that? Yeah. But we had one, I'm like, okay, one, it's kind of an offsuit, off, offshoot kind yeah. of thing. Then the second company, same, they do the same thing. I'm like, that can't be real. They also, right. And now Robert Downey Jr. of all people has a, his own show. I forget what network it's on, but he does the same thing. He's got, he's taking his own personal cars and converting them from petrol engines to electric, to electric engines. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Very interesting. Yeah, you'd think, well, just just get an EV car. Yeah. But I guess if you like the body and the style and you want to convert a classic car that you can't get in an EV model, then you might as well go that route. Yeah, I just can't see like converting like a Shelby Mustang right. to an EV. It just doesn't right. make doesn't seem right in my head, but Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just really interesting applications. And if you got the money, I guess, to do it. Right. People do. So very cool. Who is the core customer or is there one? We talked about how across the board all these requests are, but is there one that sort of is right in the, the wheelhouse of, of who we sell load banks to? I would say there's probably three. The battery, our battery customers, whether it's at our substation customers or just anyone out there that's, you know, needs assistance with their battery systems. Two is generators. We get a lot of requests from generator people. And three is probably UPS systems, right? Right now, those three are pretty um, much the more common that I see, especially UPS systems are becoming more and more important, obviously, with energy projects and, you know, structures and things like that. Yeah. 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 And seeing it from a marketing perspective too i know we, we get a we probably get the most leads per week <laughs> on load banks yeah you know we're keeping keeping you busy uh, on those which is great but there's just like you said there's so many things now you get into energy storage applications and things like that mm -hmm. they all require mm -hmm. load banks yeah. in some form or another yeah and the ev market as big as that's continuing to grow that's going to be something that's going to be um, a focus on as well. It's not going away, whether they have the inf infrastructure for that or not yet, but you got to get ahead of the game yeah. on that stuff. So, right. Yeah. Right. And it, the demand is, is definitely continuing to surge. So um, we're always looking at emerging markets and, and new applications and things like that. So it's nice to see that load banks bridge some of that too, and take us from even just more of the traditional battery technology into some of these, these newer markets right, as well. Right. I mean, obviously the market, you know, if, you know, our core customers are, are substations, you know, you want to have 
you're monitoring, you're charging, you want to have your, your low banks, you want to have um, your ground fault locators, you want to have all that stuff. And so we're kind of trying to be that turnkey provider for you guys. So, and those are very important to have at any site, in my opinion. So, yeah. So we kind of covered uh, a lot of this, but what are some of the industries that request load banks beyond some of the ones you've mentioned? Any other ones you can think of? Nothing, nothing too, nothing really standing out in my mind. Um, we maybe get one offs here and there, but the ma the majority of them are the ones I've already mentioned. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, welding is one we're looking into now too, as as well. We didn't really have a good fit for welding applications, but we are actually working with a customer here in, in Wisconsin to come up with a good solution for their welding products that could be used for other welding products as well. So, okay, yeah, that one's still kind of early in the works, but it's something we're developing. Very cool. All right. Where do you see the market going? The EVs? And yeah, yeah, EVs, UPS, those mm -hmm. are, you know, those are probably the two biggies data centers. Those are, you know, telecom, those, those four are probably still really important. You know, as much as we rely on technology, we got to make sure that all those places that are giving us the power to use that technology is are are up and running properly. Yep. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay. In, into some more kind of, to me, interesting questions to get your, your personal perspective as to what is, is there a favorite load bank that you have to sell and why, or does it, does it matter? Are you agnostic or is there something that the easier, the better, or do you like the custom ones or. I like, I like a challenge. I like a little bit more of a custom one. It makes it more interesting to really delve into what the technology is in some of these larger units, like the the big, you know, like container size ones, like at the University of San Diego and that type of thing. It's really, really more interesting. I could sell, you know, a 48 volt, 200 amp all day long. That's not a challenge, yeah, right? Pretty basic. Yeah. But I like the more, I like the more customized, about customizable applications and, and projects. So. Well, you just had two big ones I know that went through, I think, last week, and we don't need to get into, you know, any customer details or anything like that. But what were those? Were those, were they, were they a big ticket item because they were large in size or were they more customized or what were, what were those really, I guess, more significant sales that you had last week? What were those for? One was for a larger unit. That one was... Yeah, like I said, I won't get into too many details, but yeah, that one was for a larger customized unit. That one was around 50 grand or thereabouts. So that's the other thing too. People got to realize that these aren't cheap right. products. You know, yeah. you're not going to find a good one for, you know, under a couple grand. So right. the other one was uh, actually for 12, 12, 12 smaller units going okay. out. So yeah. it was a more of a volume thing than, than one larger unit was multiple units going out. So, and what were the applications like for the larger unit? What was that? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's still me. Wasn't an outdoor one. Though? No, it wasn't an outdoor okay. one. It might've been for a generator project that we're doing. Okay. And then how about the volume one who wants 12 load banks? So that was, you know, I'm not sure where that one was going to be honest with you. They were kind of tight lipped. 
um, yeah. who their end user was okay. on that one. So it was repeat business. So that's a good thing. But, yeah. yeah um, that's fun. Yeah. That makes it fun. Yeah. But okay. And then who would you recommend considering a load bank? If you had a customer that maybe if you can specify an industry or, or based on the demands of what somebody might have, where would you, I don't know if you're ever at a cocktail party and you're talking to somebody who's got a business and you're like, Hey, you should have a load bank tester for that. It's, it's really anyone that's concerned about that their critical power device is running to its peak performance whether it be batteries, like we talked about, whether it be their generator, like we talked about their UPS system, anyone that really want to make sure that whatever device they're using is really running at its peak potential. And that they, you know, it would cost them money, a lot of money if these things are failing. So you want to make sure that you're keeping your, your equipment in tip top shape. That's who I'd really kind of would want to make sure that they're getting this kind of device for their product. So. Yeah, that makes sense. And the last question, one I'm probably most excited about is if you could be any type of load bank, Chad, what type would you be and why? <laughs> I would be the kind that would be probably an outdoor model okay. rated uh, to be in heat okay. at a resort in Mexico. Like that would be maybe testing their, their generators to keep okay. the, in a nice the resort running. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. That sounds pretty good. How about, so would that be a constant current or a non-constant current? Great. Non-constant current one. Okay. Yeah. A little to, flexible. Yeah. Little, okay. Gonna yeah. go up and down with the, with the flow. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. And then, you know, if it gets too hot or gets too cold, I can, you know, adjust a little bit. Yeah. Cool. That makes <laughs> That makes sense. All right. Well, I appreciate you joining us today, Chad, and some pretty interesting information there on load bank testing. So we'll get that out for our listeners and, and see if anyone else has any questions, let us know. But there you have it from the from the horse's mouth, Chad, the load bank killer. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. And if you need anything, just give me a call here at Eagle Eye and I'll be happy to help you out. Awesome. And thanks for the time. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Dave. All right. We hope you can join us next time. And in the meantime, if you have any questions for the Battery Blarney Duo or anything else you want us to discuss in next week's episode, please email us at info at eepowersolutions.com. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you then.